The National is a week away, and I know you're thinking about what you're going to buy, how you're going to buy it, and what to offer. So let's get into it in episode number 41 of Mealy Stocks, The National Part 4. One week away from the national, and I, uh, I for me, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, so that is really the the truly one week away. For most of you, it's it's eight days away. Um, we'll be releasing this video probably six or five days before. But either way, um, I wanted to just come out and say we've made it. The national 2021 in Chicago is right around the corner, and usually I'm crazy and excited. I just I just got back from Dallas and I lost my voice. So I can only imagine what I'll sound like, probably like a you know a 75-year-old chain smoker at the uh, the national next week, because I'm sure I'll be talking with a lot of you, uh, taking pictures, laughing, having fun. Um, <clears throat> but today I would like to focus on the buying element at the national, how to buy, what you should be doing with buying, um, how to approach it, um, you know comps. That word that's probably the most used word at the national um, is comps and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun so if you don't know and you've been um, I wouldn't say sleeping or hiding I'd say hibernating under a mountain uh, the national in, in Chicago is next week uh, in Rosemont Illinois uh, it's right outside of Chicago and uh, it is by far going to be the biggest sports card event probably ever known to man up until this point and I say that because of all of the um, opportunities Oh, where we've be, where we've come um, in terms of a, uh, a hobby in the last two years, us not having a national in the last two years. Uh, so there's just so many uh, things driving this. All the celebrities that will be there, all the autograph signers, all the high end, um, the gathering. Fingers crossed, everything stays the plan, uh, and the gathering of everybody. So it will be quite a ride. Uh, so looking forward to that. Take a look at this really quick before we get going. Um, I want to just bring your attention to this. I am a part of something called. Uh, collectors con and uh, it is an event that we are putting on in the Tampa Bay Convention Center uh, Labor Day weekend so you'll definitely have a good time to relax from the national it's about five weeks away but I'm telling you guys and gals this is gonna be a really 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 unique event go follow us on collectors con it's collectors underscore as you can see con uh, on Instagram uh, we have a Facebook page that we launch as well um, we just are going well I can announce it to you now but PSA is going to be on site Yes, PSA is going to be on site doing autographs, Funko Pop encapsulation, and we're even going to have a way for people to submit uh, through uh, to PSA on site as well. Uh, it is going to be uh, quite a wild ride. Um, so I, I encourage you, if you have not made plans, you should come down to Tampa Bay. 400 plus tables, sports cards, comic books, and Pokemon, and we're looking to grow from that. So if you can think of the world of card shows and comic cons, combining into a collector specific convention that is going to be and i believe it going to be a national level convention um with autograph guests that we're still announcing i uh, got some really cool things to come with that as well uh i would love to see you out there september uh, uh third fourth and fifth friday saturday sunday tampa bay convention center collectors con you don't want to miss it and it's going to be really really cool so just wanted to plug that and share that with you guys as you guys kind of think about the national and after that 
So let's talk about buying, huh? Let's talk about how to buy at the National. So as you guys know, the National is going to have everything from probably dime boxes. I know guys that are bringing dime boxes to million dollar cards. And so however you want to fit in in that, in that realm, you have your stake. Uh, I know there are tons of awesome people that will be selling deals, deal boxes galore. I know there will be tons of awesome people selling uh, high end. Uh, there will be it will be everything, right? Everything that you've ever dreamed of, you've wanted to see. Uh, you will be if you've never been before. It will overtake you, and you will be overstimulated. But um, I think there are some things to, to to key in when it comes to buying. So number one, there will be deals, right? There's gonna be deals. People come to the national literally to offload stuff. Um, and I've, I I always I always remember four, five, six, seven, eight years ago, people even tell me then is, hey, you get into a big collection, you want to offload a bunch of it go to the national you'll make you'll have a lot of fun you'll make a lot of money uh and, and i think that's very true because there will be a ton of people there looking to buy stuff in quantity looking to buy stuff to make a make a buck and i think it'll be pretty sweet so there will be deals uh and they will be there left and right now when will the deals be there i think they'll be there wednesday thursday some on friday and then saturday and sunday you're probably going to get into uh have already kind of been maybe picked through uh the deal deals have gone and Saturday and Sunday, um, I would say you're going to probably wind up maybe getting better deals on cards that have sit through the week. So if there is a card that you saw maybe on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, you come back Saturday, Sunday, that's time to make the offer for sure. Um, Sunday's a tricky day at the National. It's always, always been a weird day for me looking and buying and, and, and seeing what's going on. I usually do pretty well from the sales standpoint, sell a lot at the National, but there's also the element of people thinking they're going to get these incredible deals because people want to sell out or what. And that's not been the case in the last five years, or I'll say last three three years, excuse me, because there's a lot of people who I think just say, you know what, I'll sell it on eBay or I'll go elsewhere. So I think if people stick it out that long, they're not usually as willing to, to blow it out on Sunday. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, maybe there will be, uh, and I'd love for you to tell me about those deals you may get in the comments. All right, so one thing I wanna tell you about buying that I think people forget is a lot of people don't think about the dealer side. Now. Throw away all your premonitions about how much money they make or how much money they've made on cards or how long they've been in the business. Just treat it as this. It's a, it's a playing field where they have a card you want and you want to buy that card, right? So I, I encourage you to consider the perspective and the POV of the point of view of a dealer. And here's why. There's a lot that, that, that some people are brought in to the national. And unless you're this big, big, big time dealer with huge stuff, there's a lot of expenses that have to kind of be covered. Um, you know, not just travel, not just hotels, not just food, not just dealer fees, setup fees, and all that jazz. There's also the element of um, everybody and their mother is going to be selling at this event. So if 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 you can't, if a dealer can't buy something at a fair price from somebody, and they keep getting beat up from that side of it, where people are wanting 85 and 90 percent of comps, and it's not making any sense to buy that card. And there's some cards that may make sense to buy at that rate, but it's not making. And then, and then you're trying to buy from them at 70% or 75% or whatever. You gotta take that into mind. I mean, it does make a little people perturbed. So there is a there is a split to that, right? Um, the dealer is somebody who's seen at the national. If you're at the national this year, I would venture to say 90% of the people that are there are going to be professional. They're going to have high end and they're going to have high expectations. The other 10% might be people who squeaked in or who just want to get a case and whatnot. And that's cool. Maybe you'll find those people as well to try and make some deals with and make some trades with. I think you guys know my, my heart on it. I've always been somebody who tries to, to have a little bit for everything. That's the way our shop's set up. That's the way I try to approach the national. Um, we will have 
uh, an array of incredible cards that I can't wait to show a lot of you guys and wax things that uh, haven't really been seen. I haven't really told people about. So that's what I'm excited about to bring out. And then, of course, promotion for the shop, telling people about our shop. You won't miss it. We're, we have a giant Mealy Pop sign and we'll be in the back uh, by the, um, the food court and the bathrooms. So come find us out there uh, if you can. If you were in Dallas, you saw how big our Mealy Pops uh, sign was. All right, so that kind of gives you a, per a perspective on the point of view. Let's get into some meat and potatoes now. I'm finding in the last six months that the sports card market is no longer a buying market in the sense that somebody just wants to buy a card outright. Um, it's that it's a market that is trending into the trading or I'm looking to take my cards or my inventory and move them into your high-end card and I only want to spend 20% of your asking price. I will say this about trading into high-end. It is extremely tough and time-consuming on the big cards. And I really mean that from a dealer perspective because you're coming to me trying to give me cards that I necessarily don't want. Now, there are times where people come up to me, they bring stuff to, to sell, and I will give them, let's just use 100 bucks as an example, or 1,000 bucks. Hey, I'll give you 1,000 bucks for this. But you know what? I'll give you 1150 in trade on the table here if you want that, or I even consider it even a little bit more. Right, because I might be more willing to say, I don't really want the card to buy from it. I got a lot of full inventory here, but I would enjoy maybe trading for it. So those are the kind of dealers you want to work with where they'll give you those offers. Uh, maybe you offer it to them and say, hey, I'm looking to sell my cards or trade my cards. That definitely opens up a door versus, let me give you the opposite side, where someone comes up to the table. How much do you want? What's your low on that card? Beats you up, beats you up. Let's say it's 5000 and now all of a sudden it's thirty. No, it's 4200 and then once you get to that number, someone pulls out some cards and says, well, I have some stuff to trade it to that. Well, that, that, that's the worst thing you want to do. That makes a dealer really upset. You know, 4200 was probably a cash or a PayPal price. Uh, it was not a price for trading. And so with me, and I'll just give you my perspective to maybe give you guys something to learn from. If someone does that to me, I'll just simply say, no, nah, man, I wanted, to, I wanted to sell the card for 4200 I really need 4800 in trade. You know, if that makes sense to you guys, and if somebody offers me, oh, I'll give you 2000 no, it's still 4800 in trade because I don't want to come down off my card. I want to sell it. I don't want cards that I have to replace it with now that I have to use to sell, right? So just it, it's all that whole process of uh, buying and selling and, 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 and the energy required into moving some of that stuff, which a lot of you can understand and appreciate. Everything at the National is probably negotiable. <laughs> that sounds very strange, but let me say that sentence again. Everything at the National is probably negotiable. And what I mean by that is there are some things that some dealers have, and I know for me, I am very, very hard on. Uh, I, I, I definitely will never come off that price because I know I, I don't really want to lose the card for a price under that. But 95% of what I sell has a negotiation to it. The other side of that too is there are a lot of dealers out there who know that, that element. They may price their stuff higher. We typically try and price our stuff at comps because I don't want to try and, and, and do that. I don't try and, try and be above comps. Just be at comps the best I can. And if I'm not, I'm, I'm always willing to listen to somebody. Um, so be polite. Ask the dealer uh, if there's room on that. I would say instead of, <clears throat> I think a lot of the times people want to, want, want to have the dealer say, this is my rock bottom on that. And a lot of these dealers are not going to do that or they're going to give you a price that's not their rock bottom. So here's the best way to do it. Just a little industry, I don't know if it's a secret, but just the side of it is when you go up and you want to buy a card and you see what the price is on it and it's safe, let's say it's 500 bucks. You don't want to pay 500. Last count was 450. Just offer the dealer a price. Say, 
hey man, would you take 425 for this or 400 or whatever you want to pay for it? Make that offer forward. Don't sit there and play the game because it just takes time. And I and I kid you not, at the national, there is a time potential that is not realized by so many buyers. The dealers don't want to sit there and argue back and forth. It doesn't do anybody any good. So cut the fat, get straight to the meat, and and, and then see what's left on the bone for you to take home, right? I, I think that's so important when you're buying from people is that you're up front and you're not playing the games. I don't play games with people. A lot of times people will come to me and say, what's your rock bottom? Uh, I'll give it to them, you know, maybe, or I'll say, look, this is what I want on it. And then they'll try and I'll say, look, man, I gave my best price. I wasn't going to play the game where we're going to go back and forth, back and forth. I don't have time to do that at the national. And I think that a lot of you will realize that as you go around these boots, they're going, it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be very, very, very busy. So from my perspective to you guys, um, when you're buying, please be considerate of the time that it takes to negotiate. And if you know you want that card, don't lose it. I've seen dealers where you, they've been upset. Or I, I'm not, I don't have this, this personality, but if there are some dealers who you, 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 you mess around with the pricing with somebody and then all of a sudden that 4,500 or that 30, you know, you know, that $700 that they made for you is now 800 or 3,800 because they don't want to deal with it. And so I, I do know that. So I think from both sides, and, and again, in the comments, I want to hear what you guys think about this. But when you're buying from somebody, uh, the potential for time is so important, especially at an event like the National. So many people say to me, ah, it's a week-long show. Listen, it goes by like that. And every single night, there's other things going on, trade night opportunities, sales, parties. So why I'm saying that is you might think you could come back the next day or the day after, but more than likely, those cards will be moved. Uh, I know from our cases and stuff, we move and sell stuff so quickly. So just be mindful of that, guys and gals. I, I, I think it's so important to understand when you are buying. All right, let's go over comps and save this for the end because I think this is one of the most important things. And we'll close out this episode because I got to get ready for the national. There are so many things I still got to do with our team. But here we go. So comps. You guys know as well as I do that comps can be manipulated. And one of the most detrimental things to do is when you're trying to buy a card that you really want is manipulate a comp and then get caught on it. Uh, I've had that happen. Or, or for example, um, using, um, you know, shill bid things, using things that where you've you know, manipulated the settings on your phone to hide certain things. Trust me, most dealers are smart enough to know and to look beyond that. Um, maybe you'll catch a dealer and if that's who you are, I, I, that's not who I am in the hobby. I want things to be fair. I want people to understand it. But you don't want to lie about comps or make up comps or create things. You will get caught on it. I had young kids this week to me at Dallas come up to me, tell me my comps are wrong. And I said, all right, well, just show me where, where I'm wrong. And then they, they walked away or they, they, they couldn't find it on their phone, right? I, I mean, it's just the basic things, guys. Let's treat each other with respect in this hobby. Let's show how much we love the hobby to one another by with, with that mutual respect. Um, and let's just try and be fair to one another. I think that's the key. So with comps, make sure you're looking at things like 130 point to find the offers, not just an eBay uh, sold listing, because we all know that the eBay sold listings, whether they're crossed out or they're not, they could be wrong. Make sure you're looking at a slab stocks, um, you know, comp or, or graph, or maybe you're, you're checking out, you know, some things on Terapeak to get the eBay data from the last year. Utilize the right sources. You guys know all of them. There's tons of them out there. But be fair about it. And and, and, and I, I say this 
because I, I feel it's it's the most accurate statement. There are comps and then there are true comps. And if you're somebody who doesn't stick to true comps and you stick to just comps, um, you're going to be found out and you don't want that reputation in this hobby. I've seen it many times. Now, there are times when, you know, I might price a card five days before a show and a new comp comes up. Yes, that happens. I hope and pray that you guys realize that the people who are coming to the National with all of this inventory out, hundreds if not thousands of single cards that are all expensive and the comps fluctuate daily, there's no way we can have the accurate comp from the today. There's it's just no way. So for me, for example, you know, we'll bring stuff out. We'll probably have everything repriced um, <coughs> this week, later this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, when we leave on Saturday. And then, you know, we'll probably look at some of the other stuff again, Monday, Tuesday, next week, and then put it all out. Uh, we make mistakes. We're human. Things happen. The market changes every single day. Uh, that's why I think people like it, because it is so wild. So that's it for, for this episode of uh, episode, uh, of uh, Mealy Sox's part four or five of the National Series. And hopefully I gave you a little bit uh, of incentive. Hopefully I gave you a little bit of knowledge on buying. Um, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on it all as well. Um, I recognize that uh, there are things that I may be saying where you might have touched a button or brought up some emotion because you were maybe mistreated by a dealer. And I'm sorry, I apologize for that right now. There will be times that the national people are going to have confrontations and you're going to see that. But for the most part, you know, most people in this hobby are, are, are genuine. You can talk to them, okay? Uh, have fun at the national, guys and gals. Um, come see us. We'd love to see you, and we'd love to talk to you. And other than that, man, I am stoked. Get, wait till episode uh, five comes out. We're going to have a good time with that as well.